everyone. It's time to eat, drink, and be merry with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy. Hey, everybody. It is time for Wine Time with Peggy. It is the first Wednesday of the month. And, you know, we're excited because the first Wednesday of the month, not only is Peggy on the show, but it is our new day of where we celebrate gardens, farms, and vineyards. And, of course, we wanted to do it on the day where it's Wine Time with Peggy. And uh, Peggy Fiendaka and her husband, Kurt, own and run LDV Winery in Arizona. Their tasting room is up in Scottsdale. You know, it's a big art destination in the Southwest. And then the actual vineyard is located at the base of the Chiricahua foothills, which is in Southeast Arizona. So Southeast of Tucson, and it's a beautiful destination. So everyone go to their website, ldvwinery.com. It's in the show notes as well, uh, because today's a big day this month. LDV Winery is celebrating 15 years. So welcome back, Peggy. How are you? Thank you. Yeah, 15 years of winemaking. Uh, Crazy adventure we're on. Well, you know, it's almost 16. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, did the, uh, yeah, when did the tasting, what year did the tasting begin? Because you've got to go for the vineyards and actually grow the grapes. Well, we didn't, we got grapes and we made wine our second year because we purchased grapes mm. early that very first year to try it because we had never made even a kit wine. So we had to figure out how to make wine a little bit before we had our grapes. And, uh, yeah, but we've had our tasting room now for, uh, I want to say we opened our tasting room. Let's see, when did we do that? In 2015. So, oh, okay. Yeah, that was one of our lessons learned. Uh, we nice. took too long to open up a tasting room. <laughs> ah, well, yeah, because and everyone, we've got an article up on our site, uh, you know, where Peggy focuses on lessons learned over 15 years. And that was one of them is have a tasting room. Yeah. So right. so people can understand it. And what do you think over the 15 years in the Arizona wine as a whole? Is there is there, you know, if someone's looking at opening a winery in Arizona. What would you say to them about the actual Arizona wine scene? Well, it is it is growing. Um, tremendously. As I think Good. I've said in the past, we were like license number in the teens. So I think 17, 18, something like that in the state of Arizona uh, when we started. But now there's close to 120 licenses wow. in the state of Arizona. So just in that 15, 17 year period, the industry has taken off because people wow. have found that we can grow incredible grapes um, high quality grapes. Of course, we have the tourism, which is wonderful for selling wine and, uh, just a, a perfect place to grow grapes. Mm. Nice. How hard is it to actually, I mean, cause you're at the whims of nature, which is we're going to get your, uh, you know, the vineyard report, which really is about harvest report this time of year. Right. Um, you know, being September, but you know, when it comes to, being profitable as a company, I mean, the turns, I mean, even if I look at our industry, the, the publishing world has changed dramatically since, I mean, oh. we've been doing it for 26 years this year and it's like what we started with and what we are now are like 10 different things. And you know what I mean? Yeah. So in the wine and, and nature and then just even, I mean, it's, it's a good thing that Arizona grew, right? I mean, right. if it didn't grow, it, that would have been a bummer. Right. Well, it's, it's very challenging to grow grapes in the desert. Um, 
where we're at. Of course, we're at 5,000-foot elevation, so we, we're much cooler. So the, it's not necessarily the, the heat, um, but it's what happens during the growing season in Arizona and our regions is the monsoons. So mm-hmm. we have to deal with uh, rain in in the in in the growing season, which causes you got to watch for mildew and mold and all that kind of stuff, and could get a hailstorm um, that could Thanks. devastate your crops. So as I've mentioned, we we were hit early. We had a late frost, so early in the in the growing season that um, we're seeing that our yield is down um, mm. because of that. We have a nice mm. quality of the grapes are incredible, but the yield is a little bit down for us because of that weather. That yeah, we that's sad though. I mean, if you get quality yeah. grapes, so that's really good. You, that's like yeah. a good and the bad at once, right? And mm. so then right. that's the time when you open a bottle of wine and go, well, <laughs> cheers to this and boo on that, you know? Right. But but I mean, quality is, it, it isn't that important like for you guys when you started the winery to actually grow your own grapes instead of having somebody, so like you're doing the whole process. Absolutely. I mean, we said, if we're going to go into this crazy adventure, we want to do it the way we've, we've admired other wineries, um, how they establish their estate and, and uh, control every step of the process. And that was what we wanted to do. So we wanted to uh, choose our grape stock, put our vines, take care of our vines, grow as sustainably as we possibly can, take care of our soils. And because we believe our gold is in the vineyard. And so our goal is to, once we harvest those grapes, get them into the winery, is to not mess them up, you know, because we Mm -hmm. have quality grapes. So we want to do as little manipulation to them as possible once we get into the winery. Mm. Does, does wind affect them at all, like when they're oh, growing? Yeah, that's the other thing that we have in mm. southeastern Arizona is tremendous yeah. winds off that mountain, 10,000-foot uh, elevation. So that mm. makes it very challenging um, to have that wind because you can get shattered to the, the vines. And actually, it was so heavy, the winds were a few years ago, it knocked down a whole row of Syrah. That was on, um, you know, it was first hit the wind. So it can be pretty powerful. I mean, that was steel trellising and everything else. It knocked down. Um, Wow. Wow. One one thing that's interesting, too, is like you're not far, your tasting room's not far from the vineyard, right? So when I think about like the moving of grapes and making the wine, is it different than if someone's trucking in a bunch of grapes? Can that ruin, ruin the grapes? Um, not necessarily ruin the grapes. It would make me very nervous transporting, you know, again, my gold, which are the, the harvested grapes or the vines, harvest yeah. having to travel. But some, some wineries in Arizona, they have to haul their grapes, you know, three and a half, four hours to their winery. Wow. And it's critical hmm. that you transport them and keep them cold or chilled in some way, um, along the way. And, and hopefully you don't get in traffic and get caught on the side of the road or get in an accident. I can't even imagine. They, no, oh I know. Because no. I remember just when we mm. had print magazines hauling like our first batch of magazines, 
and and everything's going into newspapers and stuff, but there was our side of it and then waiting for the trucks and hoping everything was right. And then saying, you know, we did our press check and then you think everything's going to look, but we did too much of a run. So whenever they would arrive, we'd have to go like, now you need to turn them, send them back. And no, the delivery thing, the delivery thing. (laughs) I just worry about like the, yeah. yeah. I mean, what happens? So much easier online. (laughs) Yeah. But if, but with your transport, the transporting thing, like you're saying, I mean, what happens if it suddenly didn't refrigerate anymore? And that would be your goal down the, down the drain. And that's like a whole year's work. Or the truck breaks down and you're on the side of the road and it, and I'm sure they're transporting before dawn, uh, would be the key, you know, harvested and transported before the heat of the day. And, um, you know, what if you, the truck breaks down and you have to sit on the side yeah. of the road for a while? I don't know. It's luckily that's not us. That's not what we have to do. Uh-huh. I, we have a full winery right on site. Um, so as soon as the grapes get harvested, we, you know, start the process, um, mm-hmm. on the crush pad. So yeah. See, that's, that's a lot better. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. That's she wants control. Lot <laughs> she wants yeah. control of her gold. That's it. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. I want to, I want to either blame my husband, Kurt, or myself for any problems. No one else. That, that, yeah, see, that's it. But now somehow you brought his name up first. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> but one thing too, um, with this, you know, um, you're, you're doing your own grapes and you're going out in the desert and doing this where a lot of people would say, why Arizona, right? You could go to Napa, you could go to all these places. So you have a little bit more of an adventure and a challenge, but then the importance of actual Arizona, you know, winemakers and grape growers, all the viticulturists getting together, is it important to work together? I can only imagine it should be the the most important thing. Um, Do you help each other? Like, I need a tractor, quick. Or do do you guys help each other? And I mean, as a marketing, it's important, right, uh, for Arizona to stand together to make a destination for wines. We talked about that last time. But in regards to helping each other as winemakers and, and that kind of thing, is that important? Absolutely. It's a small industry, uh, in comparatively to others. So we know everyone, you know, I know everyone mm-hmm. in the state that's pretty much that's making wine and have their phone or phone number in my phone. So I can mm-hmm. call them. We share, uh, some wineries share equipment. Uh, some obviously we share the same picking crews. Uh, and that's, that's critical to coordinate. Uh, we also have wineries that are, aren't growing grapes and don't have a winery, so they have collaborative uh, arrangements with other wineries that make their wine for them. So it it is it is really close. We had um, one of the winemakers pass away a few oh. years ago, and his wife really wasn't involved in the the process, and it was right during harvest and everyone stepped in to help her um, get through it, you know, and, and try mm. to uh, oh, figure so out business and that type of thing. So, no, I, I can tell all kinds of stories of that kind of, you know, a tractor is broken and, and how can I get there? We had the bottler broken a while ago oh, I mm-hmm. and I had several other wineries saying, we're not bottling, we can uh, ship we can truck your our bottler over to your place if you need it. You just let us know. So we had people step up almost immediately to help us out. 
And oh, that's nice. a beauty, fun fun. Yeah, that's yeah. the beauty of, of a small industry that we share and, and we know each other's uh, strengths. And so when someone wants a Cabernet, which is what I, I, we don't grow or make Cabernet. So I know where to send them. Or if someone wants a sweeter wine that, uh, cause our wines are zero residual sugar, I know where to send them to mm-hmm. get a nice wine. So yeah, uh. it's important. I, I think it's great because, you know, just like even like you're saying, helping with a tractor and things like that, it's it's all together. I mean, if if there's a pest, isn't that important that you're all sharing information too, like oh, that kind of thing? Oh, my gosh. And we're we're really close with the University of Arizona um, Cooperative and they and, and they have a um, scientist that helps support the industry and we share information through a database and then you have the um, college at the Southwest Wine Center up in Yavapai College. And that's wow. an important resource for us, for the industry. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, the Arizona Wine Growers Association also um, helps. We're all members of that and helps ensure that information about legislation or federal or state are communicated so we can uh, take a stand or lobby or that type of thing too. So remember back about the glassy wing sharpshooter drama that some of the wineries had to put up with a couple of that years. Was California, ago. Temecula California. area, I think. Yeah. Right. Right. It, yeah. It's a, it's, it was, it's bad. And even in the Northwest, mm. they had some issues with it. I think this year and California has oh. some issues this year also. It's not something that I believe is an issue here in Arizona. Uh, we have not seen it, but good. Correct mm-hmm. what's happening in California because um, a lot of our rootstock comes from California nurseries. So it's very important that the, our rootstock that comes is clean and doesn't carry mm-hmm. any of those pests to Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when we go through those agricultural checkpoints, you're on board with those then, right? Don't sneak the plants mm-hmm. over the border. Absolutely. It's amazing <laughs> yeah. when yeah. it sneaks over. <laughs> I, I'm, I've never done that before in my life. Uh-huh. <laughs> Actually, no, yeah. we took a, a rose. We, we were, um, it was at the beginning of our tour and we knew we were going to, we were like, you know, getting rid of everything. And we took some of our potted plants to a friend in California. And the lady says, do you have any plants? And there's a rose tree right in the window. <laughs> and I'm just like, no. And she just waved me through. And I was like, I like, I was actually joking as a joke. Cause like you could see all these plants and she waved me through and I was like, Oh, I'll screw it. We're going. But cause I wasn't, I was just like, oh, no, funny. like what a joke, like sarcastic. That you was could so see odd. The whole back. There was just all these plants, you know, daylilies, roses, you name it. So, um, but anyway, I won't do that again, Peggy. Now that I know, don't do it. But don't I took it from it. Arizona to California, right? Okay. Normally, normally everybody's coming from California to Arizona. <laughs> yeah, awesome. <laughs> so I awesome. took it the other way around. But, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting how everyone needs to work together. Um, what do you see for LDV Winery right now in regards to moving forward um are, because there's that time that that point of being successful in a business do you expand do you stay where you are and maybe expand a little bit over here you know that balance it is a balance you know we have uh, room to expand so i think uh over the near term probably next year you know we 
we will be planting additional um, vines primarily to, you know, over time you have vines that um, don't survive, you know, for a mm. variety of reasons. Um, and so they're called skips. So you might have a row with skips of vines that have, have died and we'll go in and count those all up and replace those skips. Um, so, and we have quite a few because we haven't done that in many years. So we'll definitely be doing that. Uh, expansion is always important for, expansion is always important for us to consider um, going forward. You know, we're, we're in for the long haul, so we're going to be around for a while. Um, so, but we have a, quite a bit of wine that, so I think part of our future looks at expanding markets, expanding customer base, and getting out to more people to, to know who we are and to enjoy our wine. And uh, then, you know, we'll be producing more. Right now we're about 3,000 cases. I see us um, potentially producing more cases mm. per year. And maybe introduce another variety. You know, right now mm. we only have the four varieties, Vignet, Grenache, Syrah, and Petit Syrah. Maybe we introduce uh, Moubed or a another white variety. No, I'm I'm going on the the I say Mourvedre, and I you know I can't pronounce anything, but I'll go with the Mouved because like please, I, I beg of you, if you do I this, the, your petite Syrahs are so amazing that in mm-hmm. the Syrah, so I know like that you you just mm, that would be like the most Yummy. perfect. Oh my yeah. God, that would be so beautiful. I'm just saying that's just me, you know. I I'm just putting my you. vote in. I'm big. putting my vote it's in while big. I can. I'm, I'm in, I'm in. That's like, you know, that is like, just talk about liquid gold like that. I don't care about it's red and everything, but I, I'm, you know, that is, that's amazing stuff. Now it's a beautiful what, color. It is gorgeous. <laughs> it is the best color. It's, it is delicious. And I know that if you guys are doing it, it's going to be off the charts. It's amazing. Be very good. It is, mm. And we love a GSM, which is Grenache, Syrah and, um, Mouvette. And so oh, we've always yeah. missed the Mouvedre uh, as our GSM. So it allow us to really make a traditional Rhone blend, which would be fun. I love that. The oh, one nice. thing I wanted to say, too, would, would you expand into doing more restaurants, that kind of thing? Or are you going to still stay primarily the tasting room and wine club? You know, the restaurants, yes, we'll, we'll always continue to try to get in more restaurants. What that does for us is a, it's exposure and, and pure mm-hmm. marketing, basically, because yeah. um, of the tourism and, of course, around Scottsdale. And we get high-end travelers um, to the Scottsdale area. So restaurants will help in that capacity. But more growing our wine club, growing our reach across the country with wine club members, I think, is always uh, um something that we strive to do so awesome yeah. i love this so okay mm-hmm. you you mentioned grenache and i know that we need to bring up grenache because oh well, that could be the, it's i know you want to talk about fermentation and that's the term of the day but <laughs> uh, international grenache day is september uh, 15th so what should people right. know number one you you your grenache is delicious so everyone should know like they need to go buy it now and we're getting into right. cooler temperatures so everyone just saying uh, shipping will start soon right <laughs> but right uh, grenache is a beautiful grape it's a, it's a delicious wine so tell us a little bit more of what Absolutely. people can it can pair with so much actually now that i think of it 
it is such a versatile grape and it uh, really makes a wide variety of wines and mostly it's a blending grape so people might not know Grenache but they probably had it in a blend mm. of their favorite wine um, it is one of the most widely planted grapes in the world so it, it's very popular it does really well in the desert we call it the Pinot Noir of the desert. It just mm. um, really grows beautifully in Arizona and at LDV. We and the, the I think it's one of the most beautiful uh, grapes when it goes through veraison when the colors start changing. Mm. A cluster of Grenache could be about this big, and it just has pinks and a little yellow and different shades of purple uh, on it. It's just a Gorgeous, gorgeous grape. And uh, nice. so we just picked, harvested partial of our Grenache crop to make rosé. We make a beautiful rosé of Grenache and uh, we just, um, it, it's coming along really nicely. So we'll have a wonderful 2023 Grenache, uh, a rosé a rose wow. of Grenache. Yeah. It's, so it's when would that be ready? That probably won't be on the market until 2025 late. Um, well, wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, don't you want it to be ready like now? Well, we have a wonderful rosé of Grenache on the market now that you can buy while you're waiting for the 2023. But it's fun because we don't, we haven't had one um, from the 2020 vintage on or 20. Mm. Yeah. So this, we're able to do it this year, and uh, yeah, we're excited about Very it. Very cool. And you know Yay. what's great about Grenache? It's so food friendly. So mm -hmm. you can anything that you would pair with a Pinot Noir, you can choose a Grenache. And Grenache mm. is made from, you know, California, the Northwest, uh, obviously the Rhone Valley of France. Uh, it's Ganacha in Spain. You know, so. Get out and try a variety of different Grenaches. It's going to taste different depending on what region it comes from, but it'll mm -hmm. fall in the medium um, uh, flavor profile. Uh, Grenache will. It's, it's not heavy tannin, um, but it's it's a fun sure. wine. You know, you nice. said that we have a bottle of Grenache right here, and oh, I, I was looking at it and I didn't know what it was. Like I just, mm -hmm. I'm like, what is that? And now, now I'm wondering, now, okay, so now I'm going to go order some pizza. What should I have on the pizza oh. to go with the ganache? Oh, yeah, that's the perfect wine. Mushrooms. Anything, if you like oh, mushrooms, cool. definitely. And that's why you I You know chose, September is mushroom month. <laughs> uh, and that's it, why it I chose good. the recipe I did of stuffed mushrooms uh, because mm. it goes beautifully with mm. Grenache. And it, oh. I don't know, it, it kind of reminds me of fall coming. Um, yeah. And it's a robust dish, and uh, you can make it gluten free. It's definitely vegan, mm -hmm. um, so it's it's just a a fun recipe. Uh, so hopefully, people will grab that. Nice. You know, it's stuffed mushrooms are so good to do for entertaining. You know what I mean? It it they're they're like one of those. Ooh, look what you did! And they're not that hard to do. You know what I mean? Right. Um, right. So yeah, and a, yeah. And a, so much with them. I mean, they're really yes, versatile. They, they really are. Really, yeah. And my yeah. recipe uses two kinds of wine. So it uses our Viognier um, 
that I actually use in the stuffing portion of it. And I saute the mushroom caps in a medium-bodied red. So the Grenache would be a perfect wine to saute the caps in. Or I, I think on the recipe, I, I call for my R.E.D. And, mm-hmm. and uh, the one of the events this month, I'm doing a food and wine pairing demonstration. And the stuffed mushrooms are on my demonstration that I'll teach people how to make. Them. You're doing a lot of events that. this month. Huh? Yeah, I know. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try that. I'm going to do it now. I'm hungry. As yeah, soon as I yeah. saw the recipe, I'm like, like Peggy, hey, how cool. Well, what are you doing sending this? I'm like, I want it. And everyone, the recipe, again, is linked in the show notes. But I'm telling you, hmm, I, I, I think September is a good month uh, with all of this. Now, fermentation, you know, because I think that's a perfect wine term mm. for this month because fermentation goes with wine, obviously. But it's also, when I look at mushrooms, are part of that fermenting process and you know if you go in in the where Mm -hmm. you know i've been hiking around in the appalachian woods and i have i am i'm gonna have to send you a link to my mushroom video seriously because i got addicted to looking at mushrooms living off of things that were basically mulching and fermenting and Uh um i didn't pick them or do anything with them just so you know everybody i i stayed sober and um (laughs) was just fine (laughs) but um I didn't see any, anything weird in the, in the forest, but, wow. but I'm amazed by uh, mushrooms. But so fermentation, that kind of goes with, you know, with what you know, mushrooms and, and, do. Right. And in winemaking, of course, what fermentation means is it's really basically taking, converting the grapes into alcohol, right? Mm. And so when we harvest, we've harvested our Viognier, which is our white grape. We've already harvested that. And when we make white wine, we press it uh, immediately. And then the juice, we add yeast to the, the juice to start that fermentation process. Mm. But red wine, what we do, like we've just harvested all of our Syrah and we harvested, I said, a portion of the Grenache. But when that gets harvested it the grapes come in we distem them and then we put the skins the juice and whatever else might be in there we put it into the fermentation vats and then we add yeast to them and start the fermentation process hmm. and uh, just like if you've ever made bread and, and or anything you ferment uh, you know that it's actively working when little bubbles start coming to the yep. top of the surface, right? Just like mm-hmm. in bread. Um, and that's what we're looking for in the fermentation vats. But also what's happening from in fermentation is that it creates this cap on the top, which is a, it hardens the cap. And what we have to do is go in three times a day and break that up or stir that up mm-hmm. so that you're making sure that all of the grapes are being in content with the fermentation process. So, um, and it, that fermentation process lasts between five to 21 days. And, wow. uh, and we test it and take the temperature of it, uh, on a daily basis to track it to see how it's doing. And, and wow. once the fermentation stops, um, then we're able to press the red wine grapes. So that's when we take it off the skins and and just have the juice and put the juice in their their vessel that they're going to live in for a while (laughs) 
So this is this is crazy. It's like, it's like mad science. So do you have all those little test tubes and all that stuff down? Yep. At, I, we, when we come see you at the winery, I'm gonna. I, yeah, I want to do. Oh, yeah. I want. I, yeah. This is the best science lesson, right? Is is going into mm-hmm. a winery because it's exciting. I mean, did you ever think this was going to be your life? Is winemaking and playing, you know, science and all of that? No, no. I I slept through chemistry, so I. This is all news <laughs> to me. You know how this all works, and of course, being a big city girl, being on a farm, that's never been in my. Uh, thought process before but you know that's the beauty of life and if you yeah. mm-hmm. embrace what comes and don't shy away from new adventures and and just just because right. we never made wine before doesn't mean we can't you know that, we're smart people. Dude, you guys are rocking it now, <laughs> yeah. now does kurt have a, a a farm background no neither one of us uh-uh <laughs> uh, no that's we, funny we went in this, like I've always said, it was a midlife crisis. It was something, okay. We, Green acres. Right. Well, you we, guys, but you guys did city planning, and that has got to be one of the most stressful yeah, that's a things because you're wow. also having to have deal with a community and all the boards right. and all of that stuff that I can't, like, well, you know I'm, what I mean? All that kind of stuff. I'm not good. Like, thinking that's, so far ahead. With, well, yeah. Well, I mean, you think about the I patience mean, you had yeah. to do as a, as a, in the planning, of, like for communities and cities. That's right. patience. That's like people patience. Now you have to have patience on all kinds of things, but then waiting for the wine, like, come on. So there's two <laughs> kinds of patience, which <laughs> there is absolutely. And, um, you know, I am more patient than Kurt is. He's had to learn patience because he is the farmer and he is the, the winemaker, uh, he's dealing with it on a daily basis. We're both control freaks. So, Mother Nature and having to pretend like we have control over everything has been difficult for us because we have mm-hmm. no control over uh, most things. And so that's been challenging, um, but we still pretend like we control everything. But that's uh, a good thing in life. You know, that's the thing about doing new adventures is that you grow a, as a human being. Right. You know what I mean? It, it's like... um it's good to challenge and test. What was it like when you both decided, okay, we're buying this plot of land and doing this? Because were there vines there before that you took over or you just, you had a big plot of dirt and we went, dirt. let's do this? That is exactly right. I mean, once we, wow. once we got the property, actually, after negotiating and all the research and things like that, we sat down and go, over a glass of wine, of course, or a bottle yeah, of yeah. something. I don't know. I can't remember. But it's like, oh, my goodness, what did we do? We are, <laughs> you know, we we were close to just retiring and playing golf every day to, oh, my goodness, now we have to figure out how to grow grapes and make wine, and and we're never going to have money again, and we're never going to have time again. <laughs> <laughs> so... We, yeah. we questioned our sanity at that time. Uh, was this the right decision? And we still do. Every year we sit down and think about our planning and and what what we've done well and what we need to change in the future. And and uh, we question. You know, are we still are we still passionate mm. about this? And mm. that's so crucial. Far, yeah, I think it is. When you work this hard. Mm. And you want to be mm-hmm. passionate about what you do in life, I think. And we want to surround Absolutely. ourselves with people that are passionate. I don't care if you're passionate about um, 
honeybees or or mm-hmm, plants, a chocolate. I don't care what it is you're passionate about, but if you're passionate, you can hang with us. If you have no, mm-hmm. you can't tell me within five minutes what you're passionate about. I don't want to spend mm-hmm. time with you. So yeah, uh, <laughs> that's a life yeah. lesson for knowing Peggy. But but I agree mm-hmm. with you because it's it's yeah. I, I can't stand that. It, it's almost a very negative thing. And, and for us, like, we are like, oh, we're going to do this. And I remember when we started the magazine, we actually did a few coloring books as kind of a market research thing, um, coloring book for mm-hmm. kids, but it showed regional stuff in San Diego. Like and we were just kind of seeing, and I remember this lady, you know, I was going to visit her bureaus and talking to people what we wanted to do for North San Diego as our beginning. And one of these, like, well, there's so many magazines. We really don't need one. I went, that's it. We're doing it. <laughs> yeah. I'm running home to Nancy. I'm like, we just got yeah. told we shouldn't that's do it. She's like, screw them. We're doing it. The so challenge. Here it is. Yeah. Here it well, is. It, okay. Yeah, but there's a difference. But there's it, magazines it, and there's magazines. You yeah. Know? So it's really, it, it, it's, it's an interesting thing. when, And we're always a believer in biting off more than you can chew. And right. then at the same yeah. time, boxing yourself into it to keep yourself going. Because if you don't right. kind of, you have to hold your feet to the fire. More, nobody mm-hmm. else can do it but you. And then right. you have um, commitments. And if, you know, you always honor your commitments. Like you have a wine club. Like if you, right. you, ha- you, you know, when you were talking about the lady losing her husband. Right. Like there's a commitment to the wine club that has to be fulfilled, right? That's part right. of it. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, it, it's, you know. Owning your own business, whatever it is, being the yeah. copy store, being a publisher, mm-hmm. being a mm-hmm. winemaker, it takes a, a certain kind of person, um, someone mm-hmm. that is really dedicated and hardworking and self-motivated mm-hmm. because no one else is going to uh, do it for you. And you're yeah. going to have to get up every day and, and do the hard work yeah. that it takes to be successful over time. And yeah. I always say, you know, when people want to get in the wine business, um, I suggest that they don't uh, because most people (laughs) would not be successful in it. And they see the glamour part of it. They see the sitting around, you know, having a winemaker dinner and drinking wine with great people. But they don't see, you know, getting up at 4 a.m. to check on vines or to do punch downs or when um, our second year, we had the, all of our, uh, I think it was like 50% of our crop uh, destroyed by hail. You know, oh, man. they don't see any of those kind of things. The um, blood, sweat, and tears. The blood, sweat, and yeah. tears. So it's like, uh, I always say, it's like uh, when people say, I, uh, I want to buy a boat. And someone goes, no, don't buy that boat. Know <laughs> someone that owns a boat. Same thing exactly. with the winery. Now don't buy, don't get in the wine business, but get close to your winemaker or your favorite grape grower and, <laughs> and, and volunteer and immerse yourself in what they do. And unless you have really deep financial pockets and you are a glutton for hard work, then maybe uh, you yeah. want this mm. business. Yeah, I I understand. Yep, I understand. Me too. I know. <laughs> it's like, hey, this is the life. You're leading the life. I'm like, I am, but... <laughs> But right. I understand, mm-hmm. you know, and and I think that it, that's what I want to want people to understand so much. Like when you do enjoy a bottle of wine, how much blood, sweat and tears go into it, because it's this is not an overnight thing. And I think breweries are in, you know, high, you know, high fashion right now. Right. right. And they're they have a quicker turnaround. They do. But, but yeah. so 
but when you look at and and it's a craft and and I totally respect it and I and I love a good beer, but it's wine I really think is important and spirits how the process takes you know that it is agriculture there's so many people involved you know it's just it there's a lot of blood sweat and tears in each bottle of wine right it is it, it really is and um you know not everyone goes into the wine business like we did starting with raw land and you know creating an estate and uh, so it's a lot if you want to get in the wine business and you want to be able to generate some revenues quicker, then you purchase grapes. Maybe you don't have grapes in the ground. You have a contract with with a, a vineyard that you're going to buy grapes from them on an annual basis. And maybe you don't even have a winery. You have a contract with another winery to make mm-hmm. wine to your specification. And so um, you can generate revenues a lot quicker than we did by you know the way we started so there's a lot of different what about people the the private labeling too that's also right. something right like yeah. a resort will say oh i've got my own wine like you know right. so i don't know about we had the biltmore wine here biltmore estate wine here in Asheville, north they carolina yeah they purchase grapes i believe um okay yeah so it's it, there's a lot of business models just like probably in any business that you could um we we chose to choose the hardest and most expensive model well and listen, well, one, one day nancy and i could have the big blend wine i mean is that not the perfect name you for a, good it is a big the big red wine. the big yeah. the big red we'd have to have the big red blend big like, red blend yeah, yeah when you when you come out we'll have to over some wine we'll have to talk about it yeah, we'll yeah. Make, we'll, let's, we'll, make let's make a, a blend. blend let's make yes. a blend yeah. i love it uh, i love it cool. you do classes on that don't you about, we do actually this yeah. month. Every Sunday in September, we're having different kind of celebratory classes. Our the second Sunday in September is on blending, uh, and so Kurt will come up and we'll blend blending. some. Uh, teach him about how to blend and how what our philosophy towards blending is all about. So yeah. Well, I cool. think that's what's going to happen when we come to visit you. I think we want a that's blending right. class. I think okay. it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. It is awesome. Well, congratulations. Please uh, yes. give our congrats to Kurt as well and everybody uh, working at LDV uh, Winery. Everyone, LDVWinery.com is the website. They're on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, all those places. I don't know if you're on threads yet. You know, you can hang by oh. a vine. Yeah, yeah. come on. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> they should have called it. Well, there was Vine, Twitter, well, X. I don't know what to call it. Uh, whatever. Right, right. I don't whatever. know what to say. But anyway, um, thank you so much for joining us again, yeah. everyone. Peggy is here every first Wednesday. Correct. It's always a always a joy and always uh, something interesting and new to learn. So thank you so much, Peggy. Thank you. Great to okay. see you guys. Bye-bye.